Hello and welcome to the No Walls Podcast. My name is Preston and I'm here once again with Taylor Otterbein. And today I want to have a conversation about filters. Um, filters are important. Uh, people use filters on like cameras, on the lenses and things like that. It's like it literally changes the way you see things and the way um, the way things flow through them, right? And so uh, the filters I want to talk about today are what are the five filters five if you can come up with five uh what are five filters you use when you make decisions okay i love this um so as a professional bad decision maker (laughs) i've had to learn a few filters throughout life um I'm a really big, like, I'm a, I'm a massive proponent for it. It's like, if you hear me talk a lot, you'll hear me use the phrase filters a lot because it really has kind of been one of the singular things to shape my life, my marriage, my leadership, like everything. Like, um, some people I think are really good at kind of like making decisions through data, which I think almost always translates to like better decisions than the average bear. But for the jokers like me that make decisions off of gut instinct and feelings, you get some bad ones. And I think what filters do is they give you the ability to kind of pregame decisions. Um, they give you the ability to look and kind of assess before the emotions hit. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for example, like one of my favorite filters ever I got from our lead pastor, Jared. <coughs> and he said it to me years ago because I used to, like, have all of these kind of, like, <clears throat> really loud, passionate opinions of how the world should be and what the church should look like and... <coughs> and how people should do this and how they should do that, which, you know, you tend to have in your 20s. And I remember, like, he would ask me, like, why do you feel that way? And I'm like, well, you know, such and such does this, or they do that, or this is like, okay, cool. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you like their life? Mm. I was like, what? Their life. Like, do you like their life? He's like, well, I don't know them. I was like, obviously you don't know them. But from what you gather and from what you've seen, would you want their life? Mm. I was like, well, yeah, I would love to have the church. No, no, no. <clears throat> Not what they do, their life. Yeah. Do you want their marriage? Do you want their kids? Do you want the way they treat people? Do you want the work environment that they're creating? Do you want that, their life, the way they are? <clears throat> and I remember at the time, I didn't know that your life and the thing you do are def- different. Mm. And so they were synonymous and so it kind of forced me to realize that people are more than the thing they do. Um, but it has been a huge filter for me. So when people give me advice or I want to try something new or someone's really loud, like like uh, there's a new fad going or like we're doing uh, whatever we're doing, right? Like something's going around and everybody's pushing, they're really hyping it and I'm really susceptible to being wooed. The idea of whether or not I want your life has been essential for me because yeah. then I can look and see the product it's producing, and so, like, I tell this all the time with people who are trying to formulate, like, feedback in their life or it's really helpful if you grow up in, like, kind of toxic environments or maybe your family isn't, like, super healthy. And so you're trying to figure out, like, whose advice do I listen to? What is good advice? The question that the filter you use for that, in my opinion, is do you want their life? Yeah. So you have a big group of friends. You have a lot of people that get to do input into your life. The question you start asking yourself is in 10 years, would you want your life to look the way theirs does? Yeah. And if the answer is no, then may not be the one yeah. that you want to be taking feedback from or yeah. advice from. That's a good filter. Um, has, has there been a moment, like whenever you discovered that filter, when it was like, you know, 
when that kind of got brought to your attention, did you find that you were dropping a lot of things that you were doing or how did, how did that play out? I think what I started doing, I used to think that there's this really bad phrase that we would use all the time and it was ministry spelled W O R K. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we don't use that. The brick we use it. The church was at before. And I started realizing like, while drive can get a lot of things done, I'm not going to make it to 50. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't carry that much weight on my shoulders. I can't work that much. And so what it started making me realize was like output wasn't the end game, Mm. you know, doing more, getting more done is not the end all be all who I am in the process is what matters. The kind of person I am for the moments, because like, you'd start getting short with people and you know, you don't have grace for folks and you don't have any kind of peace or joy. And so it's, you're miserable in the process. You, what you can't see is, is in 10 years, you can't do what you're doing now. Yeah. It's growing now, but it won't in 10 years. You'll fade out. You'll fall. You'll cripple yourself. You'll get hurt. You'll get injured. And so like, for example, when that kind of came to my realization that the people telling me ministry spelled W O R K when I saw their marriages, I was like, y'all don't even like each other. Yeah. Like y'all aren't friends. Yeah. You're like roommates who like low key start putting names on bottles in the fridge because you're like that much like petty with each other at this moment. It's like, and I could see that like, if I didn't change some things, my life is going to look the same way. Yeah. And it really started helping me reframe kind of how I saw loving people and what ministry actually is. And, and that's more than, you know, being a pastor, if you will, or being inside a church, but it's everywhere. It's all things. It's the way you love people and treat people. Yeah. So for me, yeah, I mean, it helped. It, it 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 meant dropping some things, but the bigger one was it's kind of like a mind shift. It it your your motivation changes, which yeah. ultimately gives you more energy and more passion for things you're doing. It just shifts. Like like the reason you go to the gym changes how long you're in there or what you get done when you're there. Yeah. If I'm in the gym because I feel guilty because it's January first and everyone else is going to the gym and I'm the only one in my friend group that's not going, I got to go to the gym. You aren't going to be in the gym in February. No. If you're going to the gym because you want to make sure that you can walk your daughters on the aisle one day, you'll be in the gym for six months. Yeah. Why? Well, the motivation's different. Yeah. So that's what the filters did for me is it helped me kind of shift the motivation behind what I was doing. Yeah, that's good. You have a second filter? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've got another one that I use for, um, I use it for the way I parent my kids. Now, there's someone named Andy Stanley. And he said him and his wife had a filter they used for their kids. Mm-hmm. It was kind of revolutionary for me. It was, uh, is what I'm asking them to do for the correction I'm giving them or for the task in their hands, does this hurt the relationship? Mm. And it took me a while to kind of digest what that meant because I'm like, well, yeah, but anything you do that they don't want to do hurts relationships. Like, no, it doesn't. Mm. Uh, anytime I've been asked to do something difficult they didn't want to do that worked, it, it didn't hurt my relationship. Yeah. I got on the other side of it and I was really thankful that my coach made me put the extra work in. Yeah. I was thankful that they told me to dip my hip there and not dip it there. I was thankful that um, I tried this new thing that I wasn't expecting. Like anytime if someone's told me to do something that I wasn't doing before that I didn't want to do that worked. on the back and you're like, thank you so much because you saved me a ton of time, right? Yeah. The same thing's the case with the kiddos. Like <clears throat> I think for me as a kid who didn't really have a lot of structure, early on in parenting, my thought was outright obedience. Yeah. If my mom would have you know, made harder deadlines or drawn, you know, better lines in the sand or would have just been consistent or didn't let me argue my way out of things, maybe I wouldn't have gotten into much trouble. 
and while there's some truth probably to that, it wouldn't have it wouldn't achieve what you wanted. It would have just turned my mom into a dictator. And like early on in like parenting, my kids are real real little. I could feel that. And yeah. then I heard the Andy Stanley thing when like my oldest was like three and we had just had Axe, my second youngest, <clears throat> or my my middle kid. Uh, I had realized that was revolutionary for me because if I didn't change what I was doing then, what would wind up happening is I would kid, I would have kids that could listen. Yeah. Cause they wouldn't like me. Yeah. They wouldn't, they wouldn't want to come back. They wouldn't want to believe, they didn't believe what I was doing. They're just doing what I was telling them to. So now the question we try to ask ourselves when we're enforcing a rule or, you know, whatever is like, how does this affect the relationship? Yeah. It's also helped like with the way our kids treat us. You know, like when we lie to each other, it's not don't lie because you're not supposed to lie. It's like, son, I don't think you understand. Like when when your mom can't trust you, you're hurting the relationship. Yeah. Mm. Like when when she asks you to do a thing and you say you'll do it and you don't. Like now, mom doesn't know if she can trust you as much as she could before. That hurts the relationship. Yeah. And you don't want that. Right? We want we want to be able to do this thing forever, right? Like we want to be sitting at Christmas table when you're 32 and you got grandbabies and we're all sitting around and daddy's cooking some dope food and, and mommy's making amazing dessert and we're opening presents, we're having an amazing time, right? We want to see that happen. Well, that yeah. beautiful future gets murkier every time we hurt the relationship. Yeah. And then, you know, like walk my son and my kid, my daughters through like the same idea. Like I don't have a great relationship well, because unfortunately your daddy didn't understand that when he's younger. Yeah. So I've hurt a lot of relationships. So me and my family have hurt our relationships. So we're not as tight as I hope that we can be one day. Yeah. And when you bring things back to the relationship, it, it kind of hits a bigger deal. So we don't lie, not because we're not supposed to. We don't lie because it hurts relationship. Yeah. We listen to mom and dad, not because we have to, but because it helps relationship. We we do the right thing, not because like there's some like, you know, spiritual checkmark system in heaven. It's because yeah. it helps the relationship that God has with us. Like yeah. everything helps relationship. And when relationships, the end game, you know what you find? Grace. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. If Axe's room isn't clean, it doesn't mean he's not going to have to clean it, but it means that today is a particularly hard day. Yeah. You know, class was hard. School was hard. He had more homework than normal. So while yes, you normally clean your room on a Thursday, I'm going to give you some grace today. Why? not because the rules don't matter. It's because your relationship with me matters more. Yeah. I know that one more thing on your plate today is going to drown you. Yeah. Okay, you're going to get in a fight. I'm going to have to argue with you. Then you're going to get disrespectful. Now I'm going to have to punish you. And it didn't have to happen if I had just given you a little bit of grace. We can do this on Saturday. Yeah. And so now it isn't that we aren't consistent. We're consistent. We try to fight our hardest all the time to be consistent. But there's a margin of grace inside the way I parent my kids because the relationship is the end game. And shout yeah. out to Andy Stanley, because that's one of the most beautiful filters I've ever been given. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Did, when you've explained, so like the first part of that, when you're you're talking to like, you know, your pretty young kid, and you're like, hey, like, our, like you lying is hurting our relationship. Like, like you give him like big vision. Like, like, like we might not be able to like be super tight when you're 30 if this is how you're treating our relationship. Have you ever had someone... It, it makes sense that that would create grace, right? Because, like, the relationship is tighter, so I have more grace for you. I understand you better. There's more intimacy there. When you're explaining that to someone, though, do they, has, have they ever thought that that was kind of harsh for... Uh, you like, kid? other people? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, maybe, but I don't really care. Oh, okay. Again, it's the it's the life yeah. I want. So, to go back to filter number one... Yeah. Uh, so, again... Andy and his wife said that one of their, their mission for their kids were like, they wanted their kids to come back home. Yeah. They didn't have to. Yeah. 
Now, I don't, I don't sit at their home. There could be all kinds of skeletons I'm not aware of, but from what I can gather and from what I can gauge, when their kids talk about their parents when they're not on a church stage and they're in an interview, yeah, they have nothing but beautiful things to say about them. Yeah. So here's what I know. I actually don't know that many people whose kids want to come back. Yeah. So I, if you're going to come at me and be like, well, that's harsh, I'm like, dude, I could care less how you feel about that. Yeah. Because... I've got fruit on a tree. I've seen it work. Like, I got peace. I like where my kids are at now. I like where we're headed. I like the relationship I have with them. Like, I don't really care how you feel. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think, I know for me, that would have been, like, it would have been big to have, like, a big reason. Like, for me, like, that that would actually, that would have done the thing for me. It's like, like, oh, like, it's not just because, like, dad said. It's because, like, this matters. And I think, yeah, I think it's, it's a really cool filter. I really it, like, it doesn't land as well for my six-year-old because it yeah. does my nine-year-old. Yeah. Because that's part of it. It's like there are truths, in my opinion, you're instilling, instilling, instilling when they're younger that take time to root. I still yeah. don't think Axie has fully grasped the idea of what hurting a relationship is, but I know that my nine-year-old's starting to get it. Yeah. I know that Emery is really understanding now, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, repentance is higher. Forgiveness is higher. Like, yeah. It just hits different because now it, it's starting to land. Like, man, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, I love you. And because I love you, I don't want to hurt you. And when you understand, like, these hurt each other, like, it lands differently. It's yeah. like, well, yeah, that's heavy. It should be heavy. Yeah. The way we treat people should matter, man. Yeah. Like, we should not be so daggone flippant on just like, well, there's a kid. But they're not always going to be a kid. And nope. the way you treat them today is creating a framework for how they're going to treat their kids and their kids' kids and all the people they do life with. Like, Honestly, like, we should be, like, way more intentional about the words we say anyways. And I'm, like, you know, victim number one of not doing that as well as I'd like to. And I'm constantly trying to grow towards that. But, yeah. like, it should be heavy. Yeah. Like, I, we should care so much more about the way we treat people, how we speak to them, the words we use, how sharp they are. Like, we just should. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean we're going to be perfect, but it should matter the way you speak to people. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want my kids to feel heavy. When they do something that hurts somebody's heart, because it's a big deal. Yeah, no, that's good. Can I ask you about a specific filter? Oh yeah. Uh, how do you make? Well, what's your filter for uh, making decisions in ministry? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, so, so specific to ministry, my personal belief is that people are the call. Mm. Like so, at the end of the day, it isn't the lights or the systems we run or really any of the stuff like it's not about the aesthetics like those things matter i'm not saying they don't matter it's just not about them yeah. the people are the call yep. the way we love people the way we care for people the way we help people the way we develop people like that is the call like yeah. jesus came for the world the world is the sole focus of his attention it is what this whole thing is about jesus said you know my disciples by the way they love like I feel like everything Jesus does and says is constantly coming back to people. Yeah. So for me, the filter is, are people better? Mm. <clears throat> Not are there more butts in the seats? Yeah. <clears throat> and if you are actually doing the first part well, the the seats, you know, fill. Yeah. But it's not even about that. Like, are the people in my church better? Yeah. <clears throat> Am I helping husbands become people who love their wives better? Yeah. Are they becoming better dads? Yeah. Are moms loving their kids well? Are they becoming better wives? Am I helping businessmen 
have better ethics and treat people better? Are we creating dynamics in the jobs that they work in where we are having healthy power and control stuff? Are we, are we calling people with power to give it up? Yeah. And are we calling people without power to trust the ones leading them? Like, are, yeah. are we creating healthy boundaries? Are we helping families become healthier? Are we helping people see that there is a right way? Like they can fight for how they're treated. Mm-hmm. for what they'll accept and what they won't accept, that it's okay to do that? Are, are we helping parents to learn how to kill the parts of their childhood that weren't healthy and embrace the parts that were good? Yeah. Are, are we helping parents to be patient with their kids, yeah. to, to, to fight for the relationship, right? Are we having conversations that elevate the way people see themselves, the way they treat the people around themselves and the way they see the world around them? Are the people in my church healthier, better, whole humans? That's what matters. Yeah. And so for me, the filter I'm asking myself in anything we do is, does this thing get people closer to Jesus? And are we helping them today? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I believe if you meet Jesus, if you follow Jesus, it's going to make your life better. But I also think my job as the church is to help you right now too. Yeah. It's not just like give you a golden ticket to heaven. I'm like, well, Jesus, take care of all that. No, no, no. That's my part. Like I'm here to help you do that too. Like. Yeah give you resources and tools to be, to have your physical needs met, to have your today taken care of. So the filter I use for ministry really comes down to how are the people? Cause it's all about the people. So like I'll change a worship set. I'll switch the flow of service. I'll preach a different sermon. Like everything's on the chopping block. If it means seeing that people are happy, whole, healthy humans. Yeah. That's what I'm about. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, the uh, we were talking about the parenting thing. The the like you asked, like you asked, uh, um, what'd you say? Like, how do you, what do you do if people think that's harsh or whatever? My yeah. response is like, well, I don't freaking care about people's opinions. Yeah. Um. So the filter I use for that is, I only care about a few opinions, mm. <laughs> and I'm about to set some people free, man. Yeah everybody's voices don't matter. Yeah. People matter. Their opinions don't. Yeah. Like, I'm going to say it again. People matter. Their opinions don't. Yeah. Like, they are not your Jesus. They are not your savior. They are not your king. Mm -hmm. Like, kick rocks. However, there are a few that do. Yeah. Now, while the collective whole culture of the world, the people you work next to, their opinions don't matter. I do believe because community matters, there are a few people that do. Yeah. And I think the the difficulty in life is trying to not let the squeaky wheel get the oil. Yeah. Right? Like if you're in Walmart, you hear that squeaky wheel, like it's everything you can do to try to solve that thing. And what winds up happening is culture is really loud. People have big opinions and they have no problem sharing them. Yeah. And depending how long you're on social media to get inundated, because this is the right way to do it. It might be the right way for them to do it. doesn't mean it's the right way for you to do it. Yeah. There's a right way for you to live. There's a right way for you to parent. There's a right way for you to treat yourself and the people around you. And what I've learned in my life is that one of the most important things in the world is selecting the voices that matter. Yeah. Obviously, I think Jesus' voice matters. But what I've found in life to be true is that far more often than not, the things that God's trying to get to you is actually through people. Mm-hmm. Like I've actually never had him crack the sky open, descend from the heavens and, you know, bring me some food. Yeah. But what I have had God do is send people in my life at times I needed the most and to be the lifeboat that I needed. Yeah. And so what I think one of the hardest things in the world to do is actually filtering out the voices that don't matter to bring the ones that do in. Yeah. And so the filter I use is I have a handful of people, right, that when they say jump, I jump. Yeah. 
It just is what it is. They have they have earned the right, but they have been given the right yeah. to speak into my life like that. So these are the voices that matter. When I'm insecure, when I don't know what I'm going to do, where I don't know what is right, I have a handful of people that I go to, and those people speak directly in. Yeah. Everybody else has an opinion. No, nah, no, nah, you didn't bleed with me, yeah. so you don't get to tell me what to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You weren't there when I was messy, so you're not about to direct the good. Yeah. Like, that's not how this works. Yeah. Now, the the caveat is you have to trust people to give them a chance. Yeah. All the people that speak into my life, I had to give them the opportunity to be those people. That's mm-hmm. where the risk comes in, right? I'm telling you, you should have some voices that matter, but at some point, you do have to put yourself out there to give people a chance to prove that they can be those people. But I think you got to select them, and it can't be 10. Yeah. It can't be 20. If you find yourself asking 10, 15 people what you think you should do, you're not asking that. Mm-hmm. You really just want them to tell you what you want to do is right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're going down the list of your phone book and you just keep asking, you're not really trying to figure out what the right move for you is. You just want someone to tell you what you already want to do is right. Yeah. I think you got to select a handful of people. But what I found in my life is that's a game changer. Yeah. When you have the right people in your life, the other voices really don't matter as much. So they don't trip you up in the same way. It doesn't trigger your insecurities the same way. Why? Well, because they don't matter. Yeah. You matter, but your voice doesn't. Yeah. Your opinion doesn't. Like, you don't matter to me. I've got a handful of people that have that access, and I'm going to trust them. It's like, well, how do you find those people? You go back to filter number one. Yeah. <clears throat> do they have the life you want? Yep. Everyone that speaks into my life has a life I would like to live. Yeah. <clears throat> when I look at the way they treat their spouse or their friends or the people around them or the way people talk about them or, or who their kids are, I want that life. That's the kind of human I want to be. So I'm going to surround myself with people that live the kind of future that I hope to have one day. Yeah. And so when you start kind of selecting who you're going to listen to, ask yourself, is, is it the kind of life you want? Is there fruit on that tree you'd like to eat? If you're walking through an orchard, would you pick that apple or would you pass it by? We pass it by. They don't need to be in that. But I do think you got to build that because then you can start finding out like, oh, okay, life is so much easier when there's just a few voices I have to really lean into. Yeah. Wait, uh, that that first filter, well, both of the things you just said, they obviously are great if you're an individual, but they have made marriage so much easier, easier because like, it's like, it's the first one. Oh, that's good. It's like anytime an opinion finds its way into like our marriage or like our you know like in, in whatever way if i'm bringing something to family like, hey this person said this you think we should do this or she's like hey this person said this maybe we should do that we both will hit each other with like yeah but like is that the direction we want our life to go like do they seem to be moving in the direction that we want to be in doesn't necessarily mean that they're so bad but like you know we're, we're not called to live the same life as other people and other people aren't called to live the same kind of life that we are and so no, I like that you give that caveat. You're not saying those people are bad people. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, some might be. Yeah. But that's not the, that's not what you're saying. It's like the question you're asking is, do I want your life? Right. Not does your life matter? Exactly. Or are you a good person? It's just, would I want to wear those clothes? Yeah. Everybody's got a different fashion sense. Absolutely. Yeah. That just means that one don't fit me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I, I got. That's not my my vibe. I don't really like corduroy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm good. That's not my thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't rock Wranglers. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Wranglers. Just not my cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. And it's such a, it's such a simple filter. It's like, well, well, we're doing ministry. They're a surgeon. Probably not. Probably not the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, we're not like, yeah, local church stuff. And so, anyways. Um, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're shift work. Exactly. Not going to be great for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, 
yeah, that's that's been a super super freeing filter for me, and not just for me, but like for us and our marriage. And so that's that's a super super simple one, but it is first finding some people that have the life that you want, and that that's a big deal. Yeah, it takes as a high emotion guy, it starts to eliminate the emotion out the way mm-hmm. and allows me to make something a much more practical kind of like does it make sense like yeah. is this the wise thing to do and i think that's huge yeah i think it helps making the decision like so much better yeah i think so too you just said something and then what'd you just say at the end of that last sentence it, it triggered a thought for me um oh finding it's uh finding those people oh yeah so how do you find those people yeah. Yeah. and that's the great question man like and it's, it was hard. Like, I mean, I spent a lifetime looking for them. So it's, <laughs> and some people are here like older than I am. You know, I turned 30 in a week. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Shout out birthday. <laughs> but I turned 30 in a week. And, um, you know, I kind of want to do a, I, I, I did like a 15 lessons I've learned in 15 years. And I kind of want to do like a post like that for my birthday, like like 30 truths that have changed my life or whatever. But yeah. anyways, uh, so I was trying to think through like, where do the people come from and it's exposure and man this is the hardest part like you have got to take the risk yeah and like as someone who has been hurt by a lot of people like i have so much empathy for why you don't want to try anymore i get it like i get it man like you you trust that someone wants and they hurt you and like it sucks it's it the pain's real um it's hard to ever let someone have a voice in your life. But the question I ask myself in the moments where like I had to take that faith step, that risky move to trust somebody again is it's the inverse of the question I'm asking about other people. Do I like my life? Yeah. Mm. Do I like the level of peace I have? Do I like how happy I am? The amount of joy I have, the way my marriage is, the way I treat my kids my work environment, the way I feel about myself, do I like it? The answer is no. You got to do something. Yeah. Things don't just get better. No. Like, I've never seen that work. Like, I've never seen a tree just bear fruit. Yeah. You got to water it. You got to treat it. You got to trim it. You got to prune it. You got to take care of it. Your life is the same way. Yeah. If you have fruit on the tree of your life that you don't like eating, the only way to fix that is you got to go to work. Yeah, and it's a truth that's hard to hear because for some of us we've we it hasn't worked the way we'd like. Yeah, but man, it's worth it. Like I, I we have a life group or a brick group at our church right now, which is like just small groups, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a brick group on church trauma, which is kind of a trip. You know, as a pastor, I sit in the room with all these people that have been hurt by the church is really sobering to realize realize like this beautiful thing that you want to build can also hurt. Yeah. And if you don't take care of it, like people are in the balance, you know, um, <clears throat> I was listening to a lady and it's been, it's been 20 years since she was in church. Wow. Because the last time she was there, it, it hurt her. Like she yeah. got hurt. People, people she trusted took advantage of her. Um, and she's been gone. Yeah. And then she realized like just kind of processing like that same data point. Like I just don't like how life is right now. I need people. Yeah. And no matter how hard I've tried, I've never been able to escape that truth. So she showed up 
and she's been in the group and you can see it, man. Like you can see like it's helping, it's moving, it's healing. And she's opening up and having conversations. Like it's incredible, man. Like I'm watching someone take this unbelievably difficult and courageous decision to step back in the game. Yeah. To invite people in one more time. Yeah. And the amount of faith it takes to do that is just incredible to me. Like, yeah. I think that is the mountain moving kind of faith you read in scripture. So it's crazy to me because last night I saw her bring two of her kids to the student ministry. Oh, wow. So she's in the student ministry. So not only is she in a church trauma group, she's bringing her kiddos to church now. And we got to see them at student ministry. And the craziest thing in the world is at the end of the night, we're giving people an opportunity to want to follow Jesus. Like one of her daughters raised their hand. Oh, wow. And I just, That's crazy. And I just watched God full circle take somebody from a moment of deep, deep pain. Yeah. And injustice was done. Something that should not have happened, happened. 20 years of wrestling with whether or not I can ever trust people again. You decide, I don't like the life I have. I need something else. I'm going to try it again. You get into a group. You find out maybe this place is different. You get the courage to show up again. Yeah. You find out that you think it is different. So much so you bring your daughters. Now you bring your daughters and the next generation now knows Jesus because you were willing to get back in the game. Yeah. You will never find the right people. No. If you don't take the step. No. And that's a journey. And that's a process. And you may not be there today. But my challenge to you is just to assess life. Yeah. Do you like the fruit you have? If you don't like it, if you don't like how you feel about you, if you don't like your environment, if you don't like the life you're living, then I am praying for you that you get the courage to take a step, to get exposed to some new people, try a new community out, watch a YouTube video, get some other voices in your life that are healthy. And I believe what you'll find are the right ones. Yeah, I think God's trying to get you in a healthy community. I think he's trying to get you the right people. So how do you choose them? You get some new people in. Yeah. You invite them in. If you don't have people in your life right now that live a life that you want, then go find the people that do. Listen to them. Take them to coffee. Watch their YouTube channel. Yeah. Find the people in your life that seem happy. Yeah. Ask them where they go, what they do. You just start getting into some environments, and I believe what you'll find are the ones that are supposed to be there. Yeah. yeah that's good, man. Thank you for sharing those filters today, man. Yeah, I man. Appreciate Love that. you, bro. I love you too, bro. Thank you guys uh, for listening to this thing. Uh, if you like it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with people because it helps us out a lot. And uh, yeah, let's take some steps this week. Let's, let's, let's do use it. those filters. Love you, bro. Love you.